you have the word of the Lord with you, turn to Ephesians chapter 6. As I've been reading um, Brother Jerry Hunt Sr. every morning, and he's talking about the remnant at war, and we are, we are at war each and every day, the Bible says that we be sober, be vigilant. That's sober. Be sober means to be spiritually alert, Gary. We're supposed to be spiritually alert. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, we got to understand that we're our adversary, the devil, is going about as a roaring lion, roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And I think it goes on to assume, I'm not exactly sure all the words, if it's going to be, you know, 100%, whom resists steadfast in the faith. It pretty much goes after and says, you got to know that the, the, these same things are happening to your brethren in the world. So we're not alone when we, we see these things going on and with our Satan, the Satan attacking us and everything. So, and it was just maybe about, oh, late last week or early this week, he talked about the armor of God. And so I want to go to that in, in Ephesians chapter 6 because we need to put on that whole armor of God each and every day when we go out. Because, you know, Satan isn't giving up on us. You know what? He's going to attack us. He's our adversary. He's against us. He doesn't like us because the Bible says, if God be for us, who can be against us? God is for us. Satan is against us. And he knows that. And he continues on. You know, do we think that we're not going to be attacked by Satan? We go to the Old Testament, we look at the book of Job, and we can see how Satan said to God, you know, hey, does Job fear you for nothing? We were talking about that the other day when I was talking on the phone, Brother Roger. Does Job fear you? Has he not built a hedge about you? I was telling Brother Roger that, you know, God's going to build a hedge about you, Brother Roger, to keep you strong. Because he has to, he has to get you strong physically. We got to understand Roger needs to be strong physically because when we're weak physically, we're weak spiritually, I believe. So we, we need to be strong, strong physically, but more we need to be strong spiritually. And I know Brother Roger, I've taught him a few times. Brother Roger never had a pity party for himself. He realized that there's something he was going through. But it's, it's nothing that other people don't go through. As you talk about your brother's wife, we see Carl going through it. People have went through this. Bill and Sue went through it. Amy went through it. You know, it, it's something, you know. So we really need to, you know, be, be strong in the Lord. And that's what it starts out fairly. Just Let's just look and read verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. There's, I mean, this little verse speaks volumes. Because he's getting, we can see that he's getting very close to the end of his letter to the Ephesians. And so he's, he's down here to the end. And we, we have to remember, as Brother Leroy brought out the other day, that one through three is doctrinal and what? Four through six is practical. So in verse, in chapters four through six, he's talking about the practical things that can help a Christian in their daily walk in this world in which we live. 
So he's finally get to here, and he's giving us, I think, the most practical thing that we can use in our lives. And he's saying, finally, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Paul doesn't say, be strong because of the words that I've been writing unto you. He says, you know, he says, don't be strong in me, be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Earlier in Ephesians it says, now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. He can do not only abundantly, he can exceeding, exceeding abundantly. He's there for us. As Brother Roger was talking about his mercy. It's not just his mercy, it's his grace. It's everything he does for us, his blessings each and every day. I, I'm just, you know, we don't realize what the things that Jesus is doing and the Holy Spirit and God, let's include all three of them, they're doing behind the scenes for us. Taking care of us, watching over us. You know, if we look at it, you know, God has been very good to Mount Zion Church. He's really taken care of his members. And I know there's a lot of churches around this country that we can use as examples because we see. Now we know that, that death is, 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 a, is a thing of part of life. We're born and we know we're going to die. You know, one thing is certain that we're all going to die. And that's just, that's just a part of the life. But when we're strong in the Lord and in the power of His might, you know, I think it's in In Ephesians chapter 1, let's read verses, I will start at 18, I don't know how far I'm going to go. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. I understand, he says, and that ye may know. So when he goes on to verse that you may know, what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places? So we see so many truths in here. We, we come to know the exceeding greatness of his power. Now, what is Paul when Paul goes on? Gary says, to usward. Usward, so we can see Paul is in the is in the same shoes as we are. Yeah, Paul wrote a lot of the the New Testament, but we have to understand. And yeah, on the road to Damascus, the light shined round about him. But it's that same power of God that we read that says, "Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden." On that road to Damascus, Jesus said, "Come unto me." 
Who art thou, Lord? I'm Jesus. How thou persecutest. And what does he say? What will you have me to do? What do you want me to do? And from that point on, he was obedient unto Jesus. Go into Damascus. Go to this house. There's going to a guy that's going to come see you. He's going to lay his hands on you. You're going to receive your sight. Remember, what did Ananias say? Lord, I don't know about this guy, man. I mean, he's got a letter that he finds any of the way. I'm of the way. You want me to go in there and tell this guy I'm of the way. What did, what did Jesus say unto Ananias? Go thy way. What did he say? For he is a chosen vessel of mine. He's chosen of me. And he went in and he said, Brother Saul, God of heaven told me to come here and to lay my hands upon you and you're going to receive your sight. What did it say, Brother Roger? It says that it was like as if scales came off his eyes and then he could see. You know, it wasn't anything like, well, go, go, go anoint your eyes with the salve and whatever. And, you know, sooner or later you're going to receive your sight. No, immediately he received his sight. What is the great power of God? The great power of Jesus that they command and it is done. Why should we not? Why, why, why should we not? Why don't we understand the great power of God? Why don't we go to him in prayer more often? Because we can see the power that he can do. We can see in so many things. Or do we need to be like that one father? Lord, I believe, help my, help thou my unbelief. Do we really believe that the petitions we ask of him, he's going to grant unto us? What an almighty, what a, what a powerful God. What the power, the power of his might. So he starts on and he says, you know what? Be strong in the Lord. And in the power of his might. Because you know he's going to tell us now in, in, the, in the following verses what we need to do. But we have to understand that we need to be strong in the Lord. And he's going to help us. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. So Paul's saying, you know what? You got to put on the armor of God. We know that we are adversary is going about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. So we know we're going to be in a fight. We know we're going to be in a battle all the time. Until until we take this last breath, and they put us in that casket and put us in that grave, we're going to have this battle. We're going to continue to have to put on the whole armor of God. And why do we need to put it on? Because it says that we may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Now, in a preceding verse I read, what did he say? To usward. But now he's telling us that, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Paul knows what it's all about because he's been putting on that whole armor of God each and every day. He went through a lot of trials and tribulations. You know, I know Brother Rogers talked about that. With everything he went through in his life, 
He was shipwrecked. He was beaten with the rods. He was left for dead. He went through so many different things in his life. Through all these things, what did he have? He was strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. We're not talking of physical strength. Not a physical strength. We're talking about a spiritual strength. You need to be strong spiritually. Be sober. Be spiritually alert for your adversary, the devil. That's all we need to know as we go about this. That we may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. I've got a book. I've read it, I know once, maybe twice. Precious Remedies Against Satan's Devices. Precious Remedies Against Satan's Devices. My father-in-law gave that book to me. You know, one of the things it talks about in there, it's like if you, if you're a fisherman, I'm not a fisherman, okay? I'm only going by what everybody's telling me, Brother Roger. But when you go out there fishing, right? What do you put? You don't, you don't cast that hook out there. Cause that fish is going to look at that and say, okay, you know, I ain't going to go after that. But if you put a worm, on that, and you put it so that he can't see that, and he sees something there, and it's it's a wiggling or whatever this and that. What happens? That fish goes after it. That's like Satan. He's going to sugarcoat our sin. He's going to sugarcoat things. That he's going to make it what appealing unto us, just like that fish going after that worm. He makes it appealing unto us. But we have to be strong in the Lord. And when we put on this armor of God, I believe he's giving us, he's, well, in the regenerate, he's given us eyes to see and ears to hear. We can see and we know these things. When we hear things out in the world, we know that it's not right. We can tell that it's not right. Why? Because we're rooted and grounded in the truth. Because look at in verse 12. It says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers. Uh, ah. Yeah, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. We're not wrestling against flesh and blood. When Satan comes upon us, we have to realize it's he's not flesh and blood, he's a spiritual. And let's don't think of this this. This guy that's that, that that's red and he's got horns coming out of his head and he's got a long tail and everything. No, that's not Satan. Okay, Satan is a spirit. So I, I guess people think if they make it into something that looks that scares you, that you're going to want to want to go away from it. But let's turn back into um, Matthew chapter four. Matthew chapter 4, starting at verse 1. Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward and hungered. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. Now I want us to focus upon 
if thou be the Son of God. He's always going to try to cast a doubt into our hearts and into our minds. And here he's even trying this against Jesus, right? But he, being Jesus, answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Verse 5, Then the devil taketh him up into the holy city, and setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple, and saith unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down. For it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. So now Satan comes to him a second time and says the same thing. If thou be the Son of God. Now if he's going to continually try to cast doubt into Jesus, do you think he's just going to one time or just, just, you know, oh, I'll just casually say stuff to us? No, he's going to continue to go. He's going to continue to go after us all the time. Now the first time he answers scripture, second time he gets, Jesus said unto him, it is written, Again, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And then in verse 8, 9, and 10, he goes on, he says, Again, the devil taketh him into an exceeding high mountain, and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world, and the glory of them, and saith unto him, All these things will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. So he's kind of still, he doesn't say it, but he's still trying to cast doubt, you know, Hey, you know, just bow down, worship me, and I'll, I'll give you everything. Then saith Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. So he's not only casting doubt upon him, but look at, I want us to realize, now when you hear Brother Roger, Brother Leroy, and myself to search the scriptures, to read the scriptures. The three times when Jesus answers him, what does it start out with? It is written. In verse 7, it is written. In verse 10, for it is written. So that's why we need to read the scriptures. We need to be rooted and grounded in the scriptures so we can see these things. So when we're looking at this, you know, we're wrestling not against flesh and blood. but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Now we can see things going on right now in, in, our, in our government and different things. We can see spiritual wickedness in high places. We can see in a lot of our government our leaders, that's why we need to pray for them, Brother Roger. There is no fear of God before their eyes. They don't fear God. They don't fear the Lord Jesus Christ. They don't know anything about the Holy Spirit. You know, they might say some, say some things when bad things happen in this world, uh, these school shootings and everything. You know, they might talk about the Lord and this and that. But I think from looking at these things and reading these things at Jerry Hunt, it's these people don't have the fear of God before their eyes. They don't care. They don't care at all. They're going to do what they want to do. 
and they don't care. We can see these things they're continuing to push in the world. I can't remember exactly what what year it is, but the, the governor of the state of California said that after such and such a date, there will be no gas-powered vehicles allowed in the state of California. I seen something the other day. This country over in Europe, or the city in Europe, they're going to have the first all-electric fire truck. Okay? It's going to cost this city... I thought it said $200,000 more to get this vehicle. It's not going to be able to, it can't pump as much water as a regular fire truck. So they have to put a diesel engine in there, a diesel motor engine inside there so that it can pump the required amount of water that they need to put out a fire. Sounds ridiculous, doesn't it, Bill? Why do you have, you know, it's just like when they want to do everything electric. They got all this electric, this and that and everything. But we still use power plants. I mean, I don't, I don't know if you can put enough solar power panels and enough windmills around generate enough electricity to do all of this stuff. Spiritual, I know I got off my track there, but I'm just wanting to show the things that are in the government. The government in the world today. So in verse 13, he says again, Take, wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. So we can see, he's telling us, you know what? You have to put on the whole armor of God. He's going to go into the whole armor of God. We need to put on that whole armor each and every day as we're out into the world. We have to do these things. Just like we have to take this Bible from Genesis to Revelation as one. We can't, we can't just choose bits and pieces of the Bible to believe in. There's a lot of religions, there's a lot of churches that they, well, you know, we got certain things. Remember when we read Brother, Brother Jerry Hunt? He sat there and said that they pick and choose what they want to believe in. That you may be able to withstand in the evil day. That last day. When we're all going to stand. It says in Revelation, you know, the books are open. Another book is open, which is the book of life. And having done all, having overcame all to stand. We're going to be able to stand in that last day at the white throne judgment. And we're going to be declared not guilty. We've been justified by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So now he goes on in the next couple of verses and he talks about it. And he says, stand therefore. Stand. having your loins girt about or girded about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness. You know, Jesus, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. 
So we're girt about with the truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness. You know, our, our, our own righteousness is nothing but filthy rags. That breastplate of righteousness because we're, we're clothed upon with the righteousness of Jesus Christ. We can't rely upon our own righteousness. The Sadducees, the Pharisees, all of these, they thought that they could stand in their self-righteousness. They're not going to be able to do that. So we can see we have our loins girt about. We have our, our central center area here is girt about with truth. We've had it on the breastplate of righteousness. All these things are on the front, Brother Roger. One thing I've learned over reading this is all of these are on the front, not on the back, because we're always supposed to go. We're not supposed to flee from the devil. We're not supposed to flee from him. We're not supposed to turn our back because we have what? One thing we learned from reading the scriptures is that we've gained the victory through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We're going to go out into the battle. Sometimes we might lose a battle, but we're going to win the war. We lose the battle because why? We don't have the full armor of God on. We might not have that breastplate of righteousness. We might not have the shield of faith. We might not have the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, which is just what Jesus used, didn't he? The sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Having your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. When we look at that, the gospel of peace. The gospel. The gospel is what? The good news the good news of Jesus Christ and what he did for each and every one of us. And when we realize that, the preparation of the gospel of peace, that we can go forward. He says in, in, in Psalms, my word is a lamp unto my, thy feet and a light unto thy soul. He's going to guide and direct our path as we go. And I believe we're going to go forward. All the time. All the time. Above all. Now we put on all these views, but above all, what is he telling us to do? Taking the shield of faith. Faith in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This is what we got to be strong. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord in the power of his might, because he said, take the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. See, when we look at this, we've got to really understand when we read the Bible. Sometimes we skip over things real fast, right? But what does it say here? That ye shall be able to quench some of the fiery darts of the wicked? No, all of the fiery darts of the wicked. These are things that are comforting unto us. That we know that if we have that shield of faith, shield of faith, it says wherewith, with which you shall be able to quench. You shall be able to do that. Quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Put out all the fiery darts of the wicked. Again, I, I go back. If God is for us, who can be against us? That's in Romans 8, Brother Roger. He that spared not his son, but delivered him up for all saw, how shall he not with him, with Jesus Christ, freely give us all things. Again, there's that word all. He's going to freely give us all things that we need. 
give us this day our daily bread in the model prayer. Verse 17, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So right here at the end, he's given us a lot of things. You know, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation. We know that Christ died for us upon the cross. Salvation. It's because of that that we have received salvation in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So we've got that helmet on. That helmet is going to protect our head. And sometimes that's what we need to watch out for, Brother Roger, because Satan, he's attacking us, right? What's one of the things he's going to do? He's going to try to get into our head, right? He's going to get into our head and he's going to have, he's going to make us doubt that we're the son of God, that we're a child of God, not the son of God, a child of God. He's going to put that doubt. He wants to cast that doubt within us. Just like the shield, shield of faith to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked because he's going to shoot at us and he's going to try to wound us. And when he can, if he can wound us, then what? We start putting our shield down. We have to have this all on and be strong in the Lord and the power of his might and the sword of the Spirit. Now, why do we need a sword if we're going to flee from the devil? We don't need a sword if we're going to go back. We need a sword because what? We're going forward and we're going through. And we're going we're gonna to be able to what? Cut through. Cut through. As Satan starts saying these things, we're going to be like our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It is written. It is written. And Brother Leroy would say, it is written. He'd say it three times. As Jesus said three times when he was back there. We need to use the Scriptures to fight against Satan out in the world. So, we continue on. Verse 17 and 18 are pretty much the same, and 19 and 20 are all the same sentence. The sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. We've got a lot of alls in high right here, don't we, Brother Roger? So he's saying, you know what? Praying always with all prayer and supplication. But he doesn't stop there. In the Spirit. We need to be in the Spirit. I know Brother Roger likes this. He's gonna, we're, we're, we need to be praying in the Spirit. Quench not the Spirit. And watching thereunto with all perseverance. We need to persevere. Persevere and supplication for what? All saints. It's awesome as we look at this and we can realize it. And we, we just not, we don't need to just read this, Brother Roger. We need to apply it into our lives, don't we? You just can't read it. And say, well, yeah, you can't say, well, I'm going to put on the armor of God today. You need to be in all prayer and supplication of the Spirit and say, God, I'm putting on your armor of God today. 
I'm putting on that helmet. I'm putting on the faith. I'm, I've, I've, I've shod my feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. I've put all these things on. I've girt my loins with the truth. And I have on the breastplate of righteousness. I've got all these things. Right at the very end, verse 19 and 20, Paul talks to us and he says, and for me. So he's telling to the saints which are at Ephesus and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. And for me. Paul says, I I need your prayers, you saints which are at Ephesus. Pray and for me that utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. This is what Brother Roger, Brother Leroy, and myself would ask of you. Pray for us that the Holy Spirit would give us the words that we need to talk, that we could open our mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel and the truth, for which I am an ambassador in bonds, that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. You know, you have to pray for us that we can speak as we ought to speak, that we can speak boldly in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Proclaiming the truth, proclaiming the gospel unto anyone that is willing to hear. So I want us, as the Apostle Paul says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You want to stand against Satan? You want to stand in that last day? Gary, we can, we can, we know that when we're going to come up in that last day, when everybody's judged, we're going to be able to stand right there, right? We're not going to be like this and, oh man, I don't know. We're going to be able to stand with head up and held high. And we're going to hear our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. I can't wait to hear those words. I really can't. I hope that I've said today, I know I deviate a little bit. I will get back into Ephesians chapter 2, verses 6 through 10. But I just thought when I kept reading what Brother Jerry Hunt Sr. put out there on the remnant in war, that we're, we're in a battle. We need to watch out. And you can see from what I read that we can see complacency is setting in in this world in which we live. So we need to be strong for the Lord and in the power of His might. I thank each and every one for your kind attention this morning.